This episode is brought to you by the Weather Channel app. Did you know the app can help you forecast more than just the weather? With allergy tracking and flu risk mapping. So you know when to stay inside and load up on podcasts. As well as air quality and UV indexing. So you know when to get outside, load up on sunscreen and podcast. Forecast more of what you love with the Weather Channel app. We also had them research their tax bracket based on yeah. the income from that job they drew out of the hat. We showed them how to file taxes. And then we had them go back and adjust their income from gross to net. Yeah. And oh boy, they were like, what? I can't afford anything yeah. now. <laughs> there may have been tears. Like it was <laughs> so bad. Thank you for doing this today. Yeah, sure. It works out really well, actually. Today is a good day. Oh, good. Did you so, work today? I did not. You did not? It was fantastic. Yeah, I Just had the day a off. Lazy woman. One would <laughs> think. I was so looking forward today to today and having a day off to myself. Stephen wasn't gonna be home. Lily is doing God only knows what. Um, my husband, who is about to travel, get on a plane. Um, I drop him off at his office yesterday because he's going to leave from there, whatever. All of a sudden I get home and he's like, um, it's my wallet at home by any chance. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Oh no. He left his wallet in the console of the car when he went to the gym, forgot to take it out. So I had to drive back to the office this morning Uh -uh. to give him his identification so he could actually board the plane. Oh my God. I was like, that's really what I wanted to do this morning. What a, a bummer. 55-minute drive to his office in traffic so he could hop a plane. Yeah. Why are we married? So there goes my, like, super relaxing day. Then Lily comes home, and she has a friend over, and I'm like, okay. And Lenore decided to not play Mahjong today, so she's in my house. I was like, God damn it, people. Give me a minute. Oh, my God. So it's, one day. It's fine. It's really absolutely fine. But, you know, when you just have this whole vision for what your day is going to look like, and then it does not turn out that way Mm-mm. it happens yeah. frequently you know what margaret schmidt you know my friend mm-hmm. margaret yeah she texted me last night because um she saw a clip leanne morgan posted about empty nesters mm-hmm. and leanne morgan was like y'all can't lay in the bed all day <laughs> you got to get up you got to start moving and margaret's youngest is at college now uh-huh. and now she's an empty nester and she's like I'm so miserable. Oh, I really? don't know what to do with myself. I'm the house is empty. Or her husband is either traveling for yeah. work or works at, at Universal uh, is an editor and is just works insane hours. Yeah. So she never she's like alone. So she should read our book with us. I know, right? Yeah, she should. Right? Grateful. We you should be grateful. You had this day where you had yes. people around and yes, stuff. Yes, it's do. very true. That was my point of bringing up Margaret. I've been thinking about Margaret all day. Margaret, I hope you're okay. And she was like, I will be there for you when this happens for you next year. This is terrible. I feel so bad. I live too far away. She's she's yeah. just far enough away that I can't can't get there. Right. You know, it's just that much too far. But yeah, I hate days like that where you have Yeah. You're right though. It is like it's a blessing and a curse, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want these people to be gone. Right. But I do want a minute. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> so, 
What yeah, would you do if tricky. you had a whole day in your house by yourself? What would you do? Well, you know what? Actually, I was reading a novel today, like not book club, nothing, just a throwaway, something I thought that was good. Um, you know, just a minute to like quiet your brain. Like mm-hmm. I feel like my brain is constantly going and I feel like, especially now that I'm working, like the amount of demands the amount of questions, the amount of like pull I get to do things or be asked questions or like whatever. You know, I also realized like now that I'm working, n- nothing else has changed. Like my home life hasn't changed. No one has decided to empty the dishwasher, right? No one has decided to do laundry. No one has decided to go to the supermarket. Like, so all of those things that happened before, like I'm still responsible for, mm-hmm. um, with significantly less number of hours in my day. Um, so it's just a lot to get used to after not, you know, I haven't worked in 19 years. So yeah. it's just a big adjustment. And it feels like there's just a lot constantly going on in my brain. So I just want quiet. That's really what I want is quiet. Yeah. I don't know what to talk for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, I completely relate because mm-hmm. I wasn't working yeah, either. You're the I same mean, thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're still having to do all this stuff and no one, no one puts two and two together. Not at all. You're hoping someone will go, you know what, you know what, Georgia put two and two together for me all summer. I would come home and the dishwasher would be unloaded and, you know, I I can't even go to the grocery store anymore. So I just have it delivered. Yeah. They'd be put up and I'd be like, oh my God. Steven tries, but he does this thing where like, I'll get out and he'll call me and be like, okay. So have you thought about dinner? Because if not, then I'll do it. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just go to step two, right? Like if you're going to do it, then do it. Like don't ask me about it. Don't ask me if there's a plan, if I've thought about it yet, because the answer is no, I haven't. (laughs) So just let's just forget step A and move to step B. Just do that. Yeah. Start with like you don't need my permission to take that off my plate. Just do it. Yeah. You know, so like he's trying. But in my brain, he's falling short, which is unfair because at least there's an attempt. But no, but it's interesting you put it that way, because I I get a complaint from Bert a lot that I didn't understand. And his complaint was not from me, but from uh, other people in his world. Right. Is they make their to do list my to do list. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you want for dinner? Well, now you've made that my problem. Say this. How about Mexican for dinner? And then you can go, awesome. Yeah. Right? And it's the same problem. It's the same question, really. What do you want for dinner? How about Mexican for dinner? But one of them requires thinking. Yeah. And the other one requires requires just a decision. Not Mexican. How about Italian? Awesome. Because nobody usually cares. But if someone else is making it, I'll eat whatever you put in front of me. I don't care. Amen. Like, if I don't have to cook it, God bless. Amen. Yeah. But it's amazing how we, how, how when Bert kept saying that, you know, other people's to-do list becomes my to-do list. And I'm like, well, how, what does he mean? Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? Yeah. And when, when I finally, when he had a couple of examples, I was like, oh, that's what he means. Yeah. He wants to be approached with like a, a definitive choice. Instead of an open-ended question, because that right. open-ended question causes more work for you. Yeah. You know, how about we do that at two? Perfect. You yeah. know, instead of what day do you want to yes, exactly. get your teeth cleaned? How about Tuesday at two? Okay. Tuesday at two doesn't work for me, but I can do three. Awesome. Done. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 
I hear what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It's like extra noise in your head that like could just be streamlined a little bit to make things easier. And I think it's just yeah. a habit for the person asking the question. Yeah, absolutely. It's not that big of a lift for the person asking. You may think, well, you're putting the work back on that person, but not really. I could go, you know what, a Mexican, I think I'd like Mexican tonight. Let me see if he wants that too, mm-hmm. which is a lot easier than, how about, have, have you, you planned about dinner? dinner? <laughs> have you thought about dinner? I've thought about it. You know what? I'm pretty hungry. That's <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah, I knew that it was coming. Pretty much same time every day. Yeah. <laughs> I was anticipating There's a it. general thought that it's going to happen. <laughs> I thought about it. It's coming. But other than that, nope. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Well, anyway, work in progress always, right? Life's always, always work in progress. How are you liking working? Oh, that's a very loaded question. Mm-hmm. Um, how come? I don't know how I feel about it. I feel... Um, I mean, there's a lot of things I like about it. There's a lot of things I don't like about it. Um, I don't love working full time, to be <laughs> honest with you, <laughs> which is Why, so ridiculous Kathy? and selfish and whatever, but it's a huge adjustment from zero to 60. Um, and I don't particularly love that. I really, I'm not, I'm not great at that transition. Um, I'm not great at any transition actually, but, um, making that has been really tricky and finding the time to go to the supermarket and do all of that stuff, or even finding another solution like, okay, fine. I'll just have stuff delivered, but then I have to like, you still have to go online. You still have to shop. You still have to do all of the other stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and I haven't been doing that in such a long time. Like I've just been back at the supermarket. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't have that list of like, oh, this is what you ordered before. And you can just go, yes, 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 yes. Um, so I don't know. Like I just feel like it's been a really um, a bigger transition than I really anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been tricky. And, you know, working itself is fine. Like it's a ch- really challenging job. It's tough. I don't. I also don't, <laughs> shockingly, I don't love not being the boss. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? I know. Who would have thought? Um, so it's hard sometimes to be in a position where, you know, things could be done differently, but you're not really in a position to make that happen. It mm-hmm. frustrates me, um, particularly when you're working with uh, other humans. Yeah. And, you know, the goal is growth and change and success and that's not happening. And you're like, well, it could be if we were doing this, this or this, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and what are you doing? So people have context. For your uh, I am working uh, with special needs kids in a public school setting, mm-hmm. um, but on a very entry level, you know, I haven't been working in a really long time. So obviously I'm starting at an entry level position, which is fine. Um, it's the position I was my very first job I ever had in this career. No way. A very long time ago when I was uh, when I was a senior in college, the first job I ever had. Um, How crazy. I know. Isn't that weird? Talk about full circle, yeah, right? At the beginning. Like, never thought I would be back here. Um, but in some things, I love it. You know, like the whole, I love working with kids. I love being with them one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really challenging kids, which is making it difficult. Um, and the support systems are not there. Like it's a very different system than what I'm used to or familiar with. Mm. So um, that makes it really hard too. Yeah, so, right. And it's just exhausting, you know, being in that setting. Yeah. Um, 
is exhausting, but it's also, you know, like parts of it are really fun because uh, just being with those kids, not even the ones that I specifically work with, but being in the classroom and you very quickly become, I mean, you know, you know, it's like volunteering in a classroom. You walk in there and people are like, oh my God, you're here. They're so excited mm-hmm. to see you. Um, all of the other kids feel that way. So it's fun to have relationships with those kinds of not those kinds of kids, but that age group, which mm-hmm. is not in my wheelhouse at all. Not in my wheelhouse, but like not in my, um, not in my life anymore. This age group is not. What age group is it? Uh, they're elementary school. So Aww. it's like K through eight actually. Aww. But like all of those kids are babies. Like none of our kids are babies anymore. No, so, they're not. You know, it's really fun to see. Um, and it's fun to like watch them and like all of their like awkwardness, like <laughs> goofiness and like the things they say, like they're just the funniest humans on the world. They're very cute. Oh, yeah. It's very fun. So it's, so. it's fulfilling, but it's also a in some ways it really hard. is. Um, you know, I love being with kids. So that is good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you're good at that. You're really, really, really good with kids. Really good. I don't know. I think so. You are. You're very good Thank with you. kids. Um, so how are you? How are you taking care of yourself? I have not been lately, actually. Um, actually, the past couple of weeks, I, I had a meltdown with Stephen last week. Was it last week? Maybe the week before. I can't remember now. But I was really, really like, I need space. And he wasn't getting it or hearing it or whatever. Um, and it, we just had like a, we meaning me, (laughs) 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 Uh, had, had a meltdown that like it ended in tears and like sobbing and like whatever. Um, and I feel like, uh, probably just getting that off my chest. Cause I think sometimes I am, uh, I feel like I'm communicating and I feel like I'm not being heard. So either I'm not being heard or I'm not saying it in a way that's being heard. Mm -hmm. And I don't know entirely which one it is um, or it's a combination of both. But for whatever reason, the message wasn't getting where it needed to be. Um, You know, and I think sometimes, you know, partially it is me where, you know, you think you have, you ruminate in your head, obviously, right? You tell yourself 8 million things. So sometimes I feel like, I've said it 3,000 times, but have I? Right. Probably not. (laughs) Right. I've probably said it four, but, you know, in my head, I've said it a lot more. So I expect you to know, which is unfair. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, but then if I said it four, you should also know. Yeah, exactly. There's (laughs) a little bit of both. Yeah. There is a little bit of both there. So um, I think, you know, I don't know, just. I don't know, maybe being emotional and getting that out was helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then us just trying to be really better about getting me the, like, I really need quiet and space in order to regroup. I am not the kind of person who needs to go to a party to refill my social bucket. I actually need the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want me to go to a party, you got to give me some like alone time Yeah, in order for that to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, and just not getting that has been tricky. So I bet. Well, if it makes you feel any better about three months into me working here, I had an emotional breakdown Mm -hmm. on Bert because I felt very similarly that I wasn't being heard. I mean, mine's a little more complicated since I work for Bert. Right. But I had that same breakdown. Um, uh, when we were on the, our festival, I, Uh I 
just like was like, I this is too much for me. I haven't worked in years. Yeah, I feel like I'm doing 18 different things in one minute and there's so much happening and I just kind of complete sob fest also. And yeah. I, I didn't feel like I was being heard either or being seen completely and or sometimes even being disregarded. So I wonder if that's part of this transition. So it's interesting that you had it mm -hmm. and I had it and we're both back to work, right. having not been to work in a long time. And like you, my responsibilities did not change at home. Right. I'm coming here all day, every day, and dishwasher, laundry, dogs, you know, cats, yeah, uh, carpool, Girl Scouts, everything's the same. Right. So, and, and to not have, part of not being heard is also not being seen. And part of not being seen for me was like, hey, buddy, I'm at the office as long as you are, but mm -hmm. don't you, you're on the couch and I'm doing the dishes. How about you see that? And he, right. you know, Bert would always say, well, just tell me to help you because that works. Right. Because <laughs> he goes, oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. I will be happy to help you with the dishes because that happens never. So, you know, I have to like have a little fit before he right. hears me sometimes. And I don't want to do that. That's I don't like yeah. that. And it's exhausting. Nobody wants to be that person. No. You know, the other thing, too, is like. Well, it's a transition for us. It is a transition for the family. Mm -hmm. They're not used to having mom not be there and do everything, mm -hmm. right? Whether they recognize that or not. And I don't think we probably talk about that either, right? right? No. You know, obviously, you know, Max isn't home, but Lily still expects like all of the same sorts of things to happen. You know, like very often she's like, wow, you haven't been to the supermarket in a while. And I'm like, <laughs> right. You can drive. <laughs> right. I was like, you were next to a supermarket almost every day. Like yeah. you could stop in and grab something. Right. But, yeah. you know, like they don't, they're not used to it either. Right. So I think it's a transition for everyone. It is. So my negative thing is that Isla's alone a lot after school. I feel like, mm -hmm. like today she called me and it was very clear to me that she's ready for me to come home. And I was oh, like, yeah. I have a podcast and I'll be home as soon as the podcast. I've already packed my bag. I'm not staying around. I'm not answering <laughs> any questions. I'm going to pick up my bag and go home because I'm coming back at nine o'clock tomorrow morning. Yeah. There's nothing going on in this office that can't wait till tomorrow morning so that I can go home and, and have dinner and hang out and see how her day was. And that's completely new. And I know she feels like Georgia left. Yeah. Well, she's completely alone, right? Yeah. Georgia's not there. Bert's traveling. Yep. So, I mean, let's get it straight, people. She's home alone till like 6 p.m. She's not like, yeah, of course. Suffering, and she's 17, yeah, right? Like she's, she's fine. Right. It's not like she can't be left alone, but no. still it is. She, I don't think, is a person who may regroup by being having that much alone time. No. You know what I mean? So that may be not great for her. It's just a transition. So, yeah. And she wasn't, it's not something she had a say in mm -hmm. or, or anything. It's just the way it happened. Right. And uh, yeah, so anyway. Life's interesting. This book we're going to read is going to be really interesting. I hope so. I haven't even cracked it. No, I, I just downloaded it. I didn't even read the the jacket yet i'm so. gonna have a couple of drives that are like an hour long uh this week oh, are you listening to it someone listen to it yeah yeah although i'd rather read it so i can like highlight things and make yeah. notes i just cannot get that done i yeah. can't get it done but i drive so much picking up isla driving her to school and whatever that i can 
kind of get that done. I've been driving to Drop Squad by myself a little bit lately, so I can listen then. I've been, just mm. our schedules have been not working out so that we're driving together. Right. But, but anyway, that's not what we're here for today. <laughs> we're here it's for a very a, long intro. I know, right? <laughs> um, so being Girl Scout troop leaders our 13th oh, year, can you believe that? 13 I years really Gabby. can't wrap my head. It doesn't feel that long yet. No, it doesn't. I mean- they're graduating. They were babies. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's very hard uh, to like really understand that number. I know. It feels like it just started. And we have two more years. Mm -hmm. And then what kind of trip are we going on? <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh my God, we should totally start planning that right now. What we should do is invite all our past leaders and our current <laughs> leaders and go on a big trip. Go on a big girls with trip. Everybody. All our cookie chairs, maybe not. <laughs> Invite everybody just go, we did it, trip. Uh -huh. Because boy, it's been an odyssey, hasn't it's it? It's taken a village to get us here. It has. It's been really fun though. Yeah. It's yeah. Been awesome. I can't believe we've been doing this I for mean, so long. I can't actually imagine not doing it. I know, right? It's gonna be weird. Another transition. Right? Uh-huh. Okay, I'm not going to continue, just FYI. Oh, no, no, I'm right. not suggesting that oh, we continue. Right. No, However, no, no. it's going to be so weird. I think what we'll have to do to is do replace this. our meeting with brunch. Okay. So we go to brunch, every, <laughs> at least to ease us out of it or something, right? <laughs> right. I'm going to miss them. I know. Uh, yeah. I can't imagine this group. I mean, this is the group that started it all. Yep them not being here next year. Can you imagine running Girl Scouts without these guys? No, it's going to be really weird. Really weird. I mean, the younger, the middles and the littles are awesome. Yeah, I love those girls. Me too. But, but it's going to be weird. It is going to be really strange. Yeah. I hope they understand what an accomplishment it is to be in Girl Scouts for 13 years. Whether or not you get your gold and silver award or whatever. Right. Just being in that, in anything, playing a sport, right. playing an Committing instrument. for that long. That's a long time to be committed to something that's every other week, camping trips, skill sets that you're learning, volunteerism, fundraising, you know, it's pretty impressive. It's very impressive. Yeah. I don't know if they see it that way. I don't think they do, but I, I don't think they so either. On it. I think they will look back on it. Hope so. You yeah. know, it's really cute. Molly yesterday said... I think next year we should have a reunion. Yeah. I think that's all. Or the year after they're out of school. Or, well, remember, we were talking about the three-year thing, the personality test in that's three years. That's right. Yeah. That's what it is. We should have a reunion. Yeah. I love that. I hope they keep I hope they up. do. I, I really do. hope that happens. Me too. It's a good group of girls. It's a really good group all of girls. All 13. But especially each pockets are just so good. Yeah. It's really cool. They're good girls. They are. So in uh, in... Being troop leaders for 13 years, we noticed something about Girl Scouts that's not the best. Sorry, Girl Scouts of America. But uh, the lessons they teach are incredibly repetitive, right? Yeah. So every two years, they're basically repeating the same basic lessons, right? Um, there's always a STEM lesson. There's always like a female empowerment lesson first aid it's all cooking cooking and art and it's just an extension of the same thing over and over again and one of the one of the 
badges that repeats itself every two years is a financial, a set of financial badges, but they're always geared toward cookies, cookies. Yep. Selling cookies. Oh my God. The amount of product we sell for Girl Scouts is really uh, annoying. That's a whole different topic though. So that's a whole different topic. But yes, the only financial stuff that they talk about is based around cookies and how do you build your business by selling more cookies? That's right. And Um, they've done this every year. For six freaking years now. And my complaint. Oh, my God. No, they it started in daisies. Remember exactly. when we taught them how to count money? Yes. It starts daisies, like, brownies. It's so ridiculous. Juniors, cadets, seniors, seniors and now and ambassadors. Oh, so, so six This levels. is our sixth level of teaching oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. basically the saying. same yeah, yeah. thing, right? Six times. So when Georgia's troop was mm-hmm. an ambassador, I said to Kathy, this is ridiculous. I, and Girl Scouts, here's a note for you. I think you should be teaching. I think your whole high school program should be completely revamped and it should replace home economics. I That's what I think. I don't know if you think this, but I think it should just be like home ec. And that sounds very like 1950s. You can still go camping and all that shit. Okay, maybe not the whole thing, but I think there should be a, an arm of it mm-hmm. where you can learn some of the things we did in this financial badge, but like... What was it the other day I was telling my kids about, and they had no idea what I was talking about. I don't remember. Um, oh my God, it was something like ironing, but that's not it. But I mean, no one irons anything nowadays. So it's not like I have these privileged children that walk around in ironed clothes. <laughs> they don't, they don't iron anything. But there are times in your life when you need to know how to iron, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not something that households, my household doesn't teach because we don't iron anything. But I don't remember what it was. That's not what it was. But there was something like their car care badge where you go, everybody should know the basics of a car. But we even revamped that badge because that badge was so kind of like dumbed down. It was really dumbed down where you're like, you should know how to check the air in your tires. Yeah. You should know what your dashboard, all those dials should be. And one might think they're taught that in in their when they learn to drive. But I don't think they really are. No. Because none of our girls understood a car the way my dad explained a car and they were like oh all this makes so much sense now here's your spare tire right you know (laughs) you may not even need to change it but that's where it is and you should have like the understanding whether you're gonna do it or not it's okay you don't need to actually change your tire but you should absolutely understand how that works yeah you should have that knowledge when you walk into a mechanics and be like listen this is what I think is happening. This is what's going on, mm-hmm. right? Like you should be able to have an intelligent conversation about your car. You should understand some things about it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, know how to I add know. washer I mean, fluid and stuff like yes. that. That's what my dad did with them. Yeah. And then exactly. like, how oh, do you check their oil? That's how you do it. It's the simplest things. Yeah. But no one works on their own cars anymore. Like when we grew up, you know, right. That's not the world we live in today. Yeah. Not at least here. I'm sure in some places, but not in L.A. So anyway, when we were faced with having to go through this financial badge again, I came to Kathy when Georgia was an ambassador and said, I think we should come up with our own badge. I think we should take pieces of the fact there's like three, two or three financial badges. And some of what we taught are in those badges. And then some of it are just completely on our own. Right. Mm hmm. So when I was talking about this the other day, I have a meeting after my podcast with Halston and Christian and Rachel about what we just talked about. 
and I had mentioned this, I think, on my podcast, and they were like, you should you should podcast about this because I wish I had known all this. And maybe just give well, parents- Well, I think that a- was the, the second piece to this, right? Is not only was Girl Scouts falling short, but so is the school system. Yeah. Nobody is taught how to balance a checkbook. Nobody is taught any financial anything in school anymore. They're taught calculus. But they don't know like anything about taxes or about credit or about any of that kind of stuff. So I think it was uh, not only is Girl Scouts failing, but it feels like our educational system is failing as well. So if we have an opportunity to impart a tiny bit of knowledge, (laughs) we should do that. And we did. That's how it happened. Yep. And we sat down and kind of banged out what are the five key uh, components of finances as an adult because Girl Scouts has five steps for every badge. So we tried to stay in line with their, you know, kind of system with that. So we came out with these five categories and they were as such. The first category was like, what's your income and budgeting? The second one was your taxes. The third was banking. And the fourth was a credit card. And the fifth category was kind of like, what does it look like when you're married with money? Like, what is that? How does marriage change your money, so to speak? Um, So we just kind of broke it down into what we wanted them to do. And how well did it go over? (laughs) (laughs) This is actually one of the questions I have for you, um, which we can get to later, I guess, if we want to go through this a little more. But um, I was shocked at how overwhelmed these girls were with presenting this knowledge. And I was curious to know if Georgia's age group, since I didn't do that with you, if they were as overwhelmed by this knowledge as this group of girls was. They were not as overwhelmed, mm-hmm. but they were overwhelmed. They they kept going, I'm really glad I have this information. But they were like, wow. They, they weren't overwhelmed, I guess. Georgia's group was more like, eyes opened uh-huh like i had no idea where ours were like i have no idea and now i don't want to work right you know well you know what i i was also thinking back about this once you talked about this podcast i feel like there was a little bit of group think going on there <laughs> think? <laughs> just a little <laughs> yes there was i think there are some girls who were very overwhelmed and became shut down a little bit, which is very concerning to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't understand this. I don't want to do it. I'm never going to work anymore. I'm staying home in my mom's basement for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, And I genuinely think that is their goal, which is concerning. That is definitely not what we wanted to have happen. Might've been Um, mentioned again yesterday. Possibly. Uh, Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Might've been mentioned yesterday. Um, Yeah. Okay. We may have to revisit this. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I know it was. Um, But I think in general, as much as there was a lot of like, oh, my God, I can't believe we have to do this again. This is so overwhelming. I do think they felt like it was helpful to have that knowledge. Mm -hmm. Um, There may have been one or two voices that were a little bit louder and a little more unable to incorporate this into their brains at this point in time. Mm -hmm. But I think, I hope. Yeah, the right. others were more along the lines of, oh, I'm going to need this at some point. Yeah, I think so. I think we, I mean, kudos to us, Kathy. I think we did a great job. I think we did a great job. Um, they have valuable knowledge that they literally don't get anywhere else and they are going to need in their life. Yeah, um, for sure. So I don't know. And we tried to make it fun. 
We did make it fun. They had a yeah, blast as much did. as they complained. They laughed more than than not. <laughs> than complain. They did. They laughed a lot and complained. Laughed while complaining. Yes, exactly. So here's how we did this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when I was in middle school, I had a home ec class. And so I, I stole this from my teacher in middle school. Sorry, I don't even remember your name. But <laughs> you made a big impression on me with this one exercise. That my teacher made everyone in our class draw a profession. And that profession, we had to research our salary and write a budget based on that profession. So we did that. We just wrote mm-hmm. a bunch of jobs and put them in a hat. But we did it very carefully in that we chose jobs that had various incomes and various educational levels, right? Yep. So we had a plumber. Yeah. We had a teacher. We had an interior designer. Yep. And an executive, right? Like we had the whole spectrum of what somebody could potentially do after high school. We even had a neurosurgeon. Like oh, yeah. something that takes a lot of education but makes a lot of money. Yeah. And then interior design, you could make a little, you could make a lot. It depends on how successful you are. And mm-hmm. it just was a wide range. I think that was really smart. Yeah. And that way the girls got to see how other people's budgets were kind of affected by their income. Also what their cost of education might be and all of that relative to their to their job. Mm-hmm. So we had them do that. That was a rowdy good time because yeah. they yes. thought that was the best. <laughs> well, it was very funny, right? Because they pick their profession and then they, you know, immediately go on and Google how much does an electrician make, right? And they're like, whoa, $75,000. That's amazing, yep. right? They had no idea. A neurosurgeon, 250 or whatever. Like, I don't know. I'm making up numbers. Um, but their minds were like blown. Like, oh my God, I'm so wealthy. And then we're like, okay. <laughs> and well, now we get to write your budget. Now you actually have to live off of that money. And they were like, what are right? you talking about? Right. So we broke down fixed expenses and variable expenses and what those were. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what your rent is every month. You, you can pretty much guess your light bill, gas bill every month. But, you know, groceries may change a little bit. Um, There's just a lot of different expenses. Did you put it in here? I did. Of course I did. Are you kidding? I I bought all of our essential materials. Yeah, so I have rent, electric, water, gas, cell phone. You know what those are every month. And then, but gifts, food, entertainment, clothing, those things change. Car payment. There it is. Car payment is, is kind of fixed. But it's not really required if you live in a certain area. If you live in an urban area like New York City, you don't need a car. And there are some places, Chicago perhaps, and other cities, San Francisco, where you might not need a car. So some of those are kind of optional slash variable Mm -hmm. medical expenses. Maybe you're sick this month and you have a little more medical. You go to the doctor a couple times. You have a long-term illness you have to treat. Yeah. Yeah. So we made a sheet. Mm-hmm. I made a I made a spreadsheet mm-hmm. where they they uh, wrote in their income, and then they started writing their expenses. We also printed out several of our own personal bills, like our own electric bill and and um, cable bill and um, internet yeah. bill and car payment and car insurance, so they could see 
a real bill because mm-hmm. most parents probably have automatic pay on a lot of their bills and don't yeah. even open you, a you bill don't anymore. Even, or even get it in the mail. Now exactly. everything's like paperless, right? Yeah. So the amount of like bills that you actually get in your hand are pretty limited, at least around here. They are, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so to sit down with them and look at <laughs> and look at a bill for these expenses was or to even understand, right? That the internet doesn't just show up at your house, mm-hmm. right? Like you do actually have to pay for it. And the idea that it doesn't just cost a tiny bit, you know, there's a big expense that comes with that. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, the car, what does that look like? If you have a brand new Mercedes, it's gonna cost this as opposed to a 10-year-old Honda, right? Those are very different. So just for them to be able to um to conceptualize that, to actually put dollars to what that means, mm-hmm. um, I think was really eye-opening for them. Uh, well, don't get us wrong. Our kids do not live in a hole. They know a Mercedes costs more than a used <laughs> yes, Honda. that's true. But the number that you put on it Correct. by having them go online and see what that Mercedes actually cost yeah. and compare that to the income they just drew out of the hat for your electrician was the piece that was really eye-opening. We yes. Our kids understand yes. that things are expensive, but things happen in a vacuum for them because they don't get a paper bill and they don't see like expenses and no, mom and dad aren't sitting at the counter balancing their checkbook anymore. Right. They don't, it's not like when we grew up, it's kind of in the ethers. So to have them put those numbers to an, a specific item and then make a list and add it up was what got them. Yes. That's yes. what got them. So I think what I'm hoping what it did also was realize how much their mom and dad have to earn just to get some basic things mm-hmm. like your internet and your gas and electric and your car payment. Because this is not an extravagant budget. It was yeah. kind of a basic Very budget. Much, yeah. So, because we're not going to mm-hmm. overwhelm them with anything crazy. Right. But once they've finished their budget, at the end of my little spreadsheet, have an income minus expense equal mm-hmm. your surplus or your deficit. Right. Depending on, yeah. how. So, we even had them research apartments. Yep. And how much is an apartment? Can you afford it? Do you need a roommate? Uh, can you live in the neighborhood you want to live in? based on your income. Mm-hmm. And I think that they <laughs> hadn't thought about that either, you know? Not at all. <laughs> and to watch them be like, what? <laughs> I have to live in a crappy place. I have a no closet. It was, they were just coming undone. Some of them. They were, oh my God. They were like looking at floor plans. Like they were going out tomorrow to get it. We're like, guys, <laughs> they were just need a number. But they were like, no, 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 no. That doesn't have enough space. This one doesn't have parking. This one, like they were like searching for the perfect apartment. <laughs> They were very funny. It was hysterical. <laughs> they were they were shopping for the car. Well, I don't want yeah. that car. Right. And this car, some of them already have cars <laughs> and they wanted to find out how much their car cost. Yeah. And it was really cute. And it, it was, was so very funny. It was so um interactive and like yeah. it really fired a lot of their brain. I don't think they use in mm-hmm. school, right? Yeah. When we were in school, I mean, I had a class like this in school. And we had home ec and shop 
and classes where you just used a completely different part of your brain than just absorbing factual information, you know, mm. and not having a practical application for that. You can't practically apply calculus. You know, you can't. Right. Ha- I mean, not as a senior in high school walking around town, but you can practically apply a lot of basic math and a lot of what happened in home ec. And they just don't teach it in school anymore. It's so stupid. It is so stupid because who needs calculus? I'm sorry. No one needs calculus. People know how to balance, need to know how to balance a checkbook or how to pay their taxes. Yeah. How to read a bill. Anyway. Sorry. And see past due this date. You know, it's not, it's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we went through this whole budget thing and got them to really look at if I make X amount of money and I spend Y amount of money, Z is awesome or not awesome? <laughs> not awesome. Yep. Right. So we got that all set. I think, moms, we apologize because you're never getting another gift. They're like, gifts are off the table. We're not buying anyone gifts ever. No one needs gifts. They're right. They did say that. That's hysterical. I forgot about that. That's how they were cutting their budget. They were, gifts, no one's I don't ever need getting clothes. Yes. I don't need any new clothes. Entertainment, $5. I can eat ramen. It's fine. That's right. They were like, entertainment. Wednesdays are $5 movies at AMC. That's it. I'm $5. I don't need Netflix. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> What kind yeah, of world are they you really very, in? very funny. So that was our lesson one, right? Uh-huh. And we built it so everything kind of keeps adding yeah. to that income budget. So we did that one first on purpose because not only do we add to it every week, the very last one comes right back to it. So we felt like your income and your budget was the most important thing to learn first, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Week two is about taxes. Boy. Was that a fun week? No. They might have shot daggers at us. It was so (laughs) bad. Not happy. It was so bad. Uh So we talked about why do you pay taxes? Mm -hmm. What are the different types of taxes? Federal, state, city, uh, sales tax. Mm -hmm. What are they? What do they pay for? What is their purpose? How do you pay them? And I was shocked that almost no one, one child, mother is an accountant. Uh-huh. And she knew what these things were That's true. in a very basic way. Yep. No one else had any idea anything about taxes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it was like radio silence. They were like, well, we, we may have been well been speaking like Portuguese. <laughs> they had no idea. Yeah, I forgot about that. You're right. They really didn't have any understanding of what that looked like. No. And I remember saying, hey. I mean, you know, but the other thing is like, I I mean, none of them have a part-time job. No, they don't. So they don't actually get a paycheck. They don't have any taxes taken out. They've never had to fill out a W-9. You know what I mean? Like, like none of that stuff is relevant. No. Like, I don't know. Well, not I was that that age. Of course I had a job. Like everyone had a job. Yeah. That's not super common right now. Well, I think so, I think kids their age, at least in LA, are looking for jobs and they're they're not hiring yeah. high school kids yeah. like they used to when when we were kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, I started working at 13. Yeah, me too. And but that doesn't happen, at least in LA. It may help it happen other places, but I know a lot of Georgia's friends all through high school who were looking actively looking for jobs and not finding them. Yeah. And I think Max was looking for yeah. a job and not finding him. Yeah. So he needs to be 18. And you're like, well, that doesn't really help. I think 16 is it for some places. There are some fast food places that will take you at 16, but he was not super into fast food. Right. Um, But even still, like, 
I don't know any 16-year-olds who work at a fast food place. So I don't know if they're really not hiring. That's what it says they hire at, but I don't know that they actually do. Right. Or I don't know. It's really hard for kids to get a job around here. It is. I think Um, it has to be. It must have to be food industry related because I know George's mm -hmm. friend Daisy worked at like a shaved ice place from the Uh time she was 16 and somebody else was scooping ice cream at at Baskin Robbins. So, but they were all had to be 16. Mm -hmm. So it's just a little bit different. Yeah. Maybe it's not that way everywhere else in the U.S., but in L.A., it's, I think it's 16. So they don't, they just haven't been exposed. Right. So we brought in a pay stub Mm -hmm. so that they could see, you know, here's your federal tax, here's your Social Security. We explained what everything on that pay stub meant. We had them figure out their, let's see, what was it, their um, their percentage of their deductions from their gross pay so they could go, okay, if I make $100, I know 10% is just off the top going to taxes. So just a general idea so they could start thinking about uh, their paycheck in a different way once they start getting a paycheck <laughs> at some point. Um we taught them how to fill out a W-4 and a 1099. Mm-hmm. And I was really surprised how hard that was for them. They got a little yeah. overwhelmed. Yes. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. I forgot this tax one for, I don't know why. It's, huh. it's taking me a minute to get back there. Um, yeah. It was almost like, and again, this may be something they're just not exposed to, but like filling out that form, they it was a little bit beyond them. Mm-hmm. Like even just the like, this is name, date. I'm not sure any of them knew their social security number. No. Um, Like all of that information, I think, yeah, I don't know. It's like they've just never done it before, which is kind of weird. But then again, I don't know why they would have. No, but it was almost like they had form phobia. Yeah. That it was so form. You know, there was a form. And the the information in the form was. It's pretty benign. It was pretty benign. But the form, the fact that I'm filling out this official tax document form or like that is going in the shredder in two seconds is not going anywhere. (laughs) Photocopied crooked. Like it's Uh, fine. (laughs) Exactly. But the point is that you've filled it out so that when you go to college and you apply for a job, you've done it before. And I was like, thank God we did that. Yeah. Because I mean, Georgia just filled one out. No problem. Uh Um, And I think it's because we did it. Yeah. Because she'd seen it before. So when someone handed it to you, you're not like, oh, my God, what is this? And what, you know, some of those forms have some weird questions about being a deduction on someone else's tax That one is, it's confusing, right? Are you a dependent? Are you not a dependent? Like, what does that mean exactly? You know, and do you fill out the one or the zero? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that was really, I mean, with no exposure, obviously, you would never know that. No. Except you have to know that when you get your first job, right? Yeah. Which is like, I don't understand the disconnect. Right. But hopefully they will know how to do it in the future. I hope so. We also had them research their tax bracket based on yeah. the income from that job they drew out of the hat. And we we asked them, to, we showed them how to file taxes to go to irs.gov mm-hmm. and kind of how to start the process. We didn't obviously go through the whole steps because we don't, don't have taxes to file. Right. But at least to say, hey, here's where you do that, you know? And then we had them go back <laughs> to their budget uh-huh. and adjust their income from gross to net. Yeah. <laughs> and oh boy, did shit hit the fan <laughs> then. Wow. If we could have been shot at sunrise. We would have. Right? <laughs> they were like, what? I can't afford anything yeah. now. 
<laughs> to start all over. It was, it was, there may have been tears. Like it was concerning. <laughs> so bad, wasn't it? Yeah. They were like, I think that's actually when they were like, no gifts, no Netflix, nothing. <laughs> we can't afford air. We can't do anything. Yes. It was awful. They were it so sad. They were like losing their mind. Yeah. They were. But it was so interesting to watch because. Yeah. I know what's happening. <laughs> you know what's happening. They had no idea. I and mean, they were like, oh, my God. Yeah. was crazy. It was crazy. It was very eye Yeah, remember the first time we did it when it was gross? And they were like, oh, my God, I got so much money. Isla was the one who was like, I got plenty of money. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm good. I don't have to worry about anything. And then we were like, hold on. <laughs> Then she's like, oh, I'm still okay. But right. you could tell she yeah, was like, she was like, wait a minute. Mm, not happy right. about this. Yeah. She was the one, didn't she have like a three-bedroom apartment? She did. I think she did. Good old Isla. <laughs> I think she did. Driving a Maserati. Right. I think wasn't she neurosurgeon, which definitely tracks. She, right. Of course. It definitely tracks. <laughs> That's for sure her career path is neurosurgeon. <laughs> it was something really big money. It was maker. she had yeah, she made a ton of money. She did. So <laughs> the one girl who wasn't happy about it was the plumber, I think. Yeah. But she was on track with a lot of other people who had a job that took more education, right? Yeah. Wasn't she? Yeah, because that, you know, that comes in later, but yeah. yeah. It comes in later. Anyway. Ugh. Okay, lesson three was about banking. Yeah. So some of them had checking accounts mm -hmm. and debit cards. So this one was a little bit lighter lifting in that they were familiar. But we did explain the difference between a credit and a debit card. Uh, we told them, we taught them how to, what the importance of reconciling your bank account was, that it helps you track spending, that it helps you see if there's any fraud happening in your account. Mm -hmm. And it just is good to keep your eye on your money. Um, so spending doesn't get away from you. Um, and reconciling your bank account was one of those ways. Mm -hmm. We kind of, again, everything's digital. So we printed out a bank statement. Yeah. And walk through the bank statement with them so they knew what everything on the statement meant. We talked about overdraft fees. Mm -hmm. What else? We did. Did we teach them how to write a check? We did. Yeah, right? I know that's such a rarity. Uh -huh. However, they still exist in the world. Yeah. Right? Like, you still need to know how to write a check. So we taught them how to write a check. Which they were so challenged by also. Also, yes, that's very true. Yep. They were very confused by that. Very confused. And the signatures, because only probably half of them were taught cursive. Yeah. They were like, what is this? I don't even have a signature. Yeah. Um, and the memo line, they kept thinking the memo they line. <laughs> had to fill out the memo line. You like, you don't. That's for right. you. That's like telling yourself a secret. Yeah. It, no one cares about the memo line except for you. No. But. Everything else is essential. The memo yeah. line is just for you. And they were like, well, what do I put in the memo right. line? <laughs> They're like, wait, can I really put anything? Or like sort <laughs> of mean, put anything. Within reason. Right. <laughs> yes, we did that. We taught them how to fill out a deposit slip uh, mm -hmm. front and back. Um, we discussed overdrafts and overdraft yeah. charges and what that means and why that happens. And, right. And yeah, I don't think they had as many questions or felt as like earth shattered. Yeah, I think that one was easier. They had definitely had more exposure to that. Mm -hmm. Most of them, I feel like, already had a debit card. Mm -hmm. um, they've certainly all used one. Right. So that was a little bit easier lifting. Yes. It and was. not stressful for them. Not so stressful. Yeah. No. So that one was kind of easy. Yeah. 
and then the fourth one was credit cards. Now, this one was a lot. This was a lot. This was a lot to explain and get them to kind of grasp, right? Right, because not only did we do credit cards, we did credit, mm-hmm. which is different. And yep. that actually was tricky for them to understand Yeah, that credit and credit score is actually very different than what a credit card is and right. what that looks like and interest and all of that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, that was definitely a heavier conversation. It was. We talked about APR, mm-hmm. what that is, how to figure that out. Yeah. We talked about meeting your monthly minimum and how that keeps you in debt forever. Uh, we talked about how uh, responsible behavior with a credit card improves your credit score. We, again, took a tour of a credit card statement mm-hmm. so they could see what that looked like. Yeah. We uh, talked to them about how to apply for a credit card and how to comparison shop credit cards. If there are websites you can go to and you can see which one has fees, which one has points, what has a better APR offering for your We did that credit. with them, actually, yeah, right? we did. Yeah, mm-hmm. we did. Um, so they could see, right? Like if you are somebody who likes to travel or is going to, maybe you want a credit card that has... Um, miles or points that get you miles or whatever that might mm-hmm. be, as opposed to something that gives you cash back. Right. Um, or maybe if you're not traveling, you'd prefer to have cash back. Um, and the credit card that charges you $75 a year may not be terrible because it charges a fee as opposed to one that doesn't charge a fee if you get more benefits, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and how do you compare those two? What's more valuable to you? Um, and the answer is not always the same for everyone. Right. It's not clear cut. There, that's why there are so many out there. Yes. You know? um, and you have to be educated and understand what it means to compare those two. You don't just look at like, oh, this one is zero. Like, I don't have to pay for this one. This one charges me $100 for the year, but the trade-offs are different. So right. we talked all about that. We did. We discussed yeah. all of that. Um, we talked about a credit limit versus Available credit. Mm-hmm. Those two are different things, you know. Yeah. Credit limit means you can spend five hundred bucks. That's it. But your available credit is maybe you've already spent two hundred, but your credit limit's five hundred. Now you only have three hundred dollars left. And they, I think that was a little hard for them for a second mm-hmm. to kind of figure out what's the difference. And yeah, and we talked also about just because you have a five hundred dollar credit limit doesn't mean you have five hundred dollars that you can just go spend. Right. Right. Like. How do you use credit responsibly? Yes. Um, and cash advances, we talked about that, mm-hmm. how those have higher interest rates. Um, their APR works differently on a cash advance. And they yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. And I think that's really valuable information. Yeah. Um, and we also took a tour of the, so I already said that, took a tour of, well, that's not what I meant. We also talked about reconciling your credit card statement mm-hmm. because that, again, helps you regulate your spending yep. and uh, keeps you uh, mindful of fraud. So you can kind of pick up fraud early. What to do if a card is lost or stolen. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. And um, again, the building good credit, how this builds good credit. Um, yeah. I think, didn't we talk a little bit about car loans? And although it's not in my agenda, I seem to remember... I mean, I think we talked about it in relation to having good credit mm-hmm. and what that looks like if you go to get a, a mortgage or a car loan or whatever. You know, if you have a lower credit score, you're going to pay more in interest. So not only, you know, do you not have as much credit, like you end up paying longer term for um, not having good credit. 
right? Like everything else becomes more expensive. If you have a higher credit score, then you could potentially have a lower interest rate and what that looks like over the life of a loan. Right. We talked about that. I think we did. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that one, I think, was just a little harder for them to grasp. Like, Yeah. I mean, it bit. is harder to grasp. It is uh, a little more abstract, mm-hmm. right? But I wish someone had explained it to me. Oh, my God. Yeah. I messed up my first credit card so hardcore. Like, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. And I don't yeah. think anybody does. Yeah, exactly. Because, um, yeah, that would have been really helpful information to know. And even just how to shop around for the right card, you know? Yeah. And they yeah. offer you, we'll increase your credit limit. Okay. And then oh, all yeah, of a sudden. What, yeah. I signed up for mine my freshman year, like on campus. They had like <laughs> at a table that was handing out candy bars. So I signed up for mine. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're like here. And then I was like, woohoo, spring break. Oh, yeah. God, it's so stupid. Yeah. Um, when I look back now, but at the time I had no idea. Like no. I thought it was going to be fine, you know? You paid for spring break for 15 years. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. That's how it works. And they don't understand. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so that was number four. Mm-hmm. And number five was a fun, a fun meeting. Yeah. Number five, they drew a spouse mm-hmm. who had a job. Yep. And they got to research that job's income and then add that job's income to their original budget. And see how that affected. Because mm-hmm. some things, now you might have two car payments, but you only have one rent. You only have one gas. You have, and that gas and electric might increase a little bit, but not really. Not that much with yeah. two people. So we had them kind of readjust their balance if they had a second income. And we talked about, I think, joint filing taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, having a joint checking account. Having joint credit cards. And how you have to share all those responsibilities. And all that money management is shared. Um, and then we played the game of life. Yeah. Which is kind of what all this is. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It was the game of life. Yeah. But I think that having a spouse was also an interesting conversation, wasn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we did at some point, I don't forget when this was, um, but we did talk about like how your education plays into your budget, right? Because the neurosurgeon who may be making so much more money also has significantly higher student loans. Yes. Um, most likely. So that plays into your budget. Whereas a plumber probably doesn't have many student loans, right? So that doesn't affect and how that balances out. I don't remember if that was when they, we were talking about spouses or not. I think it was actually in the very first meeting. Oh, was it? I don't remember. I actually, for our group, missed the last meeting where you played yes. life. But yeah. I remember it from George's group and how they were like, oh, wow, this is crazy how this shifts things around. Well, you know? yeah, it didn't happen. We didn't talk about that during that meeting. We only played the game of life. Mm. We talked about it. No, you were here for the spouse thing. I was? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Pretty sure. Maybe so. The life when we just played life, we had, remember, we had three exchange students visiting. So we didn't, we just played the game of life. Just played the game of life. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, we did talk about the student loans and the educational costs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how that affects your your income for a while anyway. I know I just had a vet here for a, a visit and I think he just said it took him, was it 20 years to pay his student loans? Yeah. Finally crazy. out of debt. 25 years, I think he said. So that's a long time yeah. that you'll have a fixed income or variable or whatever it is right. for your term of your loan. Um, 
But yeah, they were, I think when they got the spouses, they were like, had a little, a little wind got back in their sails. Like, okay. Yes. Then you can do life. But I mean, obviously we don't want them to think that they need to get married to be successful. Right, exactly. That wasn't the and point. I did, yeah, that wasn't their takeaway of it. But, you know, just the idea that there are so many factors. There's so many ways to make life work. Yep. <laughs> um, and so many things that you need to know in order to make life work. Totally. You know, you don't need to be married. You don't need to go to college. You don't need any of that stuff. But you do need to understand how it works in order to be successful. You do. So money in, money out. Yeah. It's pretty basic math. Mm -hmm. But unless I think you're told about it or you're yeah. raised in that kind of communicative environment with money, then how are you supposed to know? Yeah. You know, you're not supposed to know. Budgeting is not intuitive. No. You know, and I don't, none of them had seen a budget before. No. No. I mean, I guess that makes sense, right? Like they're 16, 17 years old. Why would they? However, it's so important going off out into the world. Maybe you don't need a budget as a college freshman. However, you're going to need one soon. At some point you will. You know? And you know, the thing about teaching some of this in Girl Scouts, we talked about this this past yesterday, is that um, maybe you don't need this now, yeah. but maybe... When you need it, you'll go, oh, yeah, we talked about this in Girl Scouts. Well, if you plant the seed now when, ideally, it's not overwhelming and you can just learn the knowledge that when it comes up and you're feeling overwhelmed with life and like, oh, my God, I have my first apartment. How do I manage this? Mm -hmm. You have something to fall back on. You right. have the ability to go, okay, well, I guess I'm going to need a budget. Whether you write the perfect budget or not, at least you have the understanding that that's what's needed mm -hmm. to make this work. Right. So that is hopefully what they walked away with. Yes, I hope so. I think yeah. we did a great job of giving them the best opportunity to walk away with that. Yeah. And uh, we gave them everything. Yeah. Like they have a folder with all of this information. Yeah, they do. So if they haven't lost it... <laughs> Highly likely. <laughs> they could potentially pull it out in a couple of years and be like, oh, so that's how you write a basic budget. Yeah. I remember that. They could just Google it, too. They could. They yes. could just Google it. Which but, is realistically what's going to happen. Yeah. It's totally still. what's going to happen because they're never keeping up with that thing. No. But that's but okay. We can try. We could try. We gave it our best shot. <laughs> yes. You know, we did. I think we yeah. did a great job. I was very proud I think so, of it. too, actually. Yeah. And the amount of people... So, you know, I obviously have a lot of teenage boys in my life and the parents are like, where the hell is this information and how do I access it? And I was like, okay, I'm running a class on Saturday. Um, but seriously, like our kids are not being taught this information. We are doing such a massive disservice. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful that we, you thought of this, that we came up with this plan mm -hmm. To help some people, but like it's such a drop in the bucket. Like, what about all these other kids? Like, this is so important. So. I think it should be a summer class required for every high school student. If they're not willing to teach home ec, I don't know why it can't I be. Think it should be in school. Like, I, I mean, how long would it take a, a teacher to really teach this? I, I mean, mean we, this could be a semester long class. Like, it doesn't it, have to be a year long. Oh, it doesn't even have to be that long. It doesn't. But I mean, that's, you know, chances are that's how it would go. But that's fine. Like, there's so many more things you could probably go into more in depth with mm -hmm. if they wanted to or additional things that we didn't even talk about. Totally. Um, 
but it's so valuable for kids. Why is that not a graduation requirement? Right? I don't know. But they need pre-calculus. Or, yeah, like, exactly. And I get it. There are plenty of kids who like it, that want to take that, that are going to need math, but there are a lot that are not. Yeah, right. Everybody needs this kind of math. Yeah, exactly. Everybody. Everybody Everybody needs, needs a lot of home ec skills, you know? Yeah. I don't know what you learned in home ec, but I learned to sew. Yeah. I learned basic sewing. And I learned uh, how to plan and cook a meal, meaning uh, I knew how to cook spaghetti and meatballs where everything was ready at the same time. Oh, yeah. You know, so you're not cooking noodles and then stop and then yeah. sauce and then stop and then meatballs and then stop where you could do it mu like multitasking, mm -hmm. I guess. And the timing of how you read recipes and go, yeah. oh, this takes 20 minutes, but this mm -hmm. only takes 10. So I'll start this one and then I start that one. Well, unless kids are cooking at home, they don't get that. And maybe, I mean, I have one kid, Georgia, who loved to cook at home. Isla would rather would rather jump off the top of the house than yeah. cook. But she still needs to know how to do it. So right. I have her help me cook from time to time, but there's something different about learning in your peer group. Mm -hmm. There's something really different about being in a group and and just learning this together. It's not the same as when you learn it in your house with your parents. You listen differently, I think. You apply things differently. You also like... You also do it. Like, I feel like, not so much anymore, but when my kids were younger and cooking, I would very often step in to help or fix or whatever. It doesn't happen when you're learning in school. Right. You got to figure it out yourself. Yes, true. Or your peers are helping and fixing or whatever, right. right? But that's a very different way of learning than when your parents are there with you. Yes, true. Um, and your parents need to step out sometimes, I think. You learn better when they're not there. And you don't so, want them to ruin dinner. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Right? right? That's 100% true. If yeah. they ruin it in home ec, whatever. Yep. If they ruin home ec, they put it in the garbage. Yep. But that's our dinner. Yeah. You know, I don't want you to burn my dinner and make it ruin <laughs> right. it. Yeah, it is very different. And yeah, I just, I don't know why they don't teach that in school. They should have one semester that's basic math, basic home ec skills, basic car care skills, mm -hmm. basic home repair skills. How do you patch a small hole in your drywall. It is not that deep. Right. But so many people are scared to even attempt it. You know, how do you, I don't know, change a light bulb, but that's not it. How do you, some uh -huh. people, some kids don't even know how to change their AC filters in their house. You know, that's not deep, but right. unless someone shows you how to do it and sometimes. Do you even know there are filters? Uh, right. You know what I mean? Some like, probably, probably don't. Right. But think of other basic things. There's so many basic things. Yeah. Just basic home repair. Every human on the planet needs that. I wish they would teach that, but they don't. No. Although I didn't learn that in school either. Well, I didn't learn that, but I did learn. I, I took shop. I had shop and home ec yeah. in middle school. And uh, basic auto mechanics was offered in my school. They had it in my high school, but it wasn't like it was required for every student to do home ec and shop in Same. middle school. Me too. I had home ec and shop in middle school and yeah. home ec was required for me, uh, for girls and shop was required for boys in high school. Oh, both were required for both genders. Uh, ours too in middle school. Oh, in middle school. Yes. But once you got to high school, they separated us off into girls and boys. Girls oh, in high school, it wasn't required for us. It was for me. It was they even offer it? I don't even know. I would imagine they probably did. I know we had like a 
garage. So I know that was offered. Yeah. It was a freshman class, freshman requirement. Boys went to shop, girls went to home ec. After middle school, we didn't have to do any of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I mean, you should. Yeah, I think you should. Even today. Yeah. There's a lot of that stuff back in the day that I think, I think they should have PE every day. I really do. I think moving your body and not your brain Mm -hmm. for an hour a day is a good habit to get in for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I think it levels some people out. It's PE's hard for some kids, mm-hmm. but for kids where academia is hard, PE might be a place to just relax. They may not be the best athlete, but they might at least not be thinking, you know? Yeah. Like my kid would benefit from an hour of PE a day because then it's just an hour where she's moving her body and not thinking like in the same way mm-hmm. that she has to think in government. And you need to move your body in order to think. You do. It's a great habit yeah. for your, the rest of your life to move five days a week for an hour. Yeah. Um, we don't do it. Uh, I wonder why they stopped that. Was it about adding more academia? Probably. I mean, you know, things have gotten so competitive. Everybody's got to be in honors. Everybody's got to be start. You got to start taking AP classes when you hit the ground in freshman year. And it's like. They're college level classes for a reason. Why are we forcing our children to do this? Like it's, it's a rat race is what it's become. Neither of my kids did that. Not for, I know. Neither of my kids did Mm -hmm. it. George took Mm -hmm. one AP class and it's because she really loved it. It was environmental science and she ended up, that was her major, Mm -hmm. was environmental, was um, environmental studies. She loved it, but that was it. I don't. I hate that rat race. Yeah. It's so stupid. It's, uh, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's a big disservice to our kids. I don't think it helps them in any way. There's no reason for them to be put in a college level class. No. That early. Why? Mm. Makes no sense. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. It's a whole different. It is. Mm -hmm. What else have we done in Girl Scouts that we, where we went rogue? Is there anything else we did where we went rogue? This is totally going rogue. This is totally going rogue. Um, wait, what are we doing right now? We're doing a totally rogue batch right now. Oh, we are. Like, what are you talking I about? Forgot. <laughs> we are totally rogue again. Yeah. I totally forgot. We've done it once again. Uh, yeah, it's the college knowledge bag. Yeah. Uh, college knowledge. We went through that badge and we were like, they're already doing this at school with their counselor. All of it. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. The whole I mean, badge. It's ridiculous. Again, it is one of those things where Girl Scouts unfortunately misses the mark. I think they miss the mark a lot. I mean, we've been in this institution now for 13 years. And I can say we may not be experts in the field, but I think that we really have carried this troop for Mm -hmm. a long time. There's a reason we still have this high of a retention rate. Yep, It's because of the adjustments we've made to the curriculum they've asked us to to meet the girls where they are like yes. i feel like girl scouts misses where girls are actually at yes i agree that's very well put so i don't know i think that has made all the difference in the world that's yeah. why we have so many girls coming back over and over again yep because we were like what do you need yeah and what do you want what do you need what do you want and where are you developmentally mm-hmm. yes be able to see that yeah and pivot mm-hmm. pivot 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 <laughs> pivot but yeah yes. this college knowledge bag oh yeah but uh, that happened again when georgia was here i was like these girls don't need to know all this 
stuff they right. are so already the college getting knowledge it. badge is basically research colleges apply to college like look at you know what i mean like all the stuff that every Come up with high a school plan guidance counselor should be doing with their students mm-hmm. certainly all of our girls are getting that with their guidance counselors, whether it's through their school or through somebody they are using privately. They all have that and they are inundated with it the first semester of senior year. Mm-hmm. They don't need to come to Girl Scouts and go online and research more, more colleges. No. They are like, they actually really want to come to Girl Scouts and not talk about college because yes. they're overwhelmed. So um, when we brought this up, we may have gotten daggers again. Yes. <laughs> However, I think we're doing good so far. I think we are. Because we, well. again, broke it down into steps and like Girl Scouts it. does. So the first one we did a couple weeks ago, and it was about, what was it about, Kathy? I forgot. It was about. Um, self-care. Self-care. Take, yes. <clears throat> about creating good habits. Right. Yeah. It, so we have decided to think about it as adulting as opposed to college knowledge. Right. So they're going to find the right college. They're going to go to college. All of that is going to happen and they don't need any assistance from us. However, yeah. they do need to think about college in a little bit of a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more than just what college are you going to? How are you going to actually survive when you get there? Mm-hmm. Who are you as a human? What do you need? in order to be successful. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, like we were talked about at the beginning, I need quiet time in order to regroup. Is that you? How do you get quiet time when you are living in a 200 square foot room with a roommate? How does that work? Yeah. What does your sanctuary look like? Mm-hmm. Um, what are the self-care things that you need to put in place for you um, so that you're taken care of mentally yeah. and emotionally? What good habits mm-hmm. do you have now? Yeah. And what good habits do you anticipate needing when you're there? Um, how do you find resources on campus that could help you? Yeah. If you need tutoring, if you need health care, if you need good nutrition, if you need whatever you need, how do you find it on campus? Um, and then this week we talked about um, really looking at the environment around college like it was very important for georgia to go somewhere where she could easily access nature she knew that so we didn't look in new york city or washington dc or chicago we looked in places that had nature kind of built into the uh, the area the school was in not that necessarily the school itself but Mm -hmm. at least you could walk to or get to nature so we were asking the girls well what does that look like for you is public transportation really important for you? Is urban versus uh, not urban? How not urban can it be? Can it be suburbs or do you want it in the middle of nowhere where it's like a three-hour drive to the nearest airport? What well, Think about those parts of what your college experience looks mm-hmm. like. Do you need a lot of nightlife? Do you need a lot of restaurants? Do you need... Do you need a lot of shopping or uh, do you need a lot of part-time jobs accessible? What do you need that has nothing to do with college itself? And take a look at that. Right. You know, I thought that was another opportunity Girl Scouts has to diversify Uh and to riff off of something that's going on in their life for real. And to be honest with you, now that you think about it, Girl Scouts is so inclusive, right? Mm -hmm. They want their lessons to be inclusive. That's why they're repetitive, because they want a girl who decides in 11th grade she's going to join Girl Scouts 
she doesn't feel like she's had she's missed anything by joining in 11th grade. They, they, their mindset is actually nice in that way. However, not everybody's going to go to college. Right. So that's not very inclusive. Right. If you have a child who wants to go to beauty school or or whatever you call that, cosmetology school, if you want a, a child who wants to be an electrician, they're not going to college. But they would be doing the same things we're talking about, self-care, yes. how do you have good habits, how do you take care of your health, what kind of environment, what do, environment you do you need? Yeah. That's all adulting. Right. I think they should have an adulting badge. Exactly. You yeah. know? We're going to continue to talk about um, resources on campus that aren't on, on the beaten path and what your parents are going through in this process. Because as much as the kids are going through a process, so are their parents and the rest of their family members. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anybody talks about that to them. You know, it, that coin has two sides in that if my daughter gets sick at college, I can't call and make a daughter's appointment. If she gets sick and is in the hospital, I can't even inquire about her health unless I have permission from her. Mm -hmm. There's forms she has to fill out to give me permission. I can't ask for her grades. I don't get her report card in the mail. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, a lot of schools these days have a portal and you can just log in and see how your kid's doing. I can't do that anymore. Yeah. So there's no kind of like authority or, or accountability in that way that they've been used to for 13 years. So, and that we've been used to. Totally. So this is an adjustment for both parties. You know, forever, George's freshman year, I was like, how are your grades doing? Fine. Well, can you give me a little more than fine? Because <laughs> I don't, I am paying yeah. for your college. I am a pass-fail parent. I just need to know that you're passing. And she would go, I'm passing. And I'm like, okay. But it still would be nice yeah. to see the proof <laughs> that you are passing. A little more I did bust you lying once or twice <laughs> in your life. So, but I don't have any recourse for that. I have yeah. no, I can't even pay her college tuition without her giving me permission. Yeah. To Isn't pay. that the weirdest thing? Yes. Right? Like you cannot pay for your child's education without them allowing you to pay for it. Yeah. That's so weird to me. Yeah. It's all about their privacy. Yep. Uh, so we haven't taught them this yet, but that's on our list. Yeah. Is to talk about those things that are shifting. So once they get that responsibility, they have to take it. You know? Yeah. They don't have a choice. It's not like, sorry, just have my mom call. Like no. that doesn't, it's not allowed anymore. No. Like that doesn't happen. No. So that's going to be a big shift. And what people. does that look like for them? Mm -hmm. And what does that look like for their parents right. to have some I think compassion. that's the piece that they will be an interesting conversation, mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, 18-year-olds are notoriously self-centered. Yes. So they're not thinking about what their parents are going through, right. right? Like, and I think a lot of parents talk about it. Like when you drop your kid off, you're like, oh my God, I was sobbing or I was fine or whatever, you know? Like you talk about that with your peers, but I don't think the kids ever see that or no. know what that's like for their parents. So yeah. that'll be interesting for them to maybe just get a peek into someone else's perspective for a minute. Right. To think about it because we're not, well, we're two of them as parents, but we're not really their parents in that right. role. Exactly. To hear it from that outside place, mm -hmm. I think affects, if, if it affects them differently. It, yeah, it really hits them in a different way. So 
yeah. So so anyway, they call. I guess that's another way we went rogue. Is there anywhere else we went rogue in Girl Scouts? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, a long time ago we went rogue, but not, nothing else recent. I don't think. I mean, actually, I guess that's not true. I feel like we go rogue on almost every badge. Yeah, I think lately, so. right? Like even the car care badge which fundamentally has a lot of great things is like so stupid. Mm -hmm. Go talk to a mechanic, go talk to so-and-so go to how about they actually put their hands on a tire and figure out how to test their tire pressure. I don't want them talking to people. I want them doing stuff. Yeah, totally. Like, so I feel like that's where we go rogue a little bit. Like this is stupid. We're going to make it more interesting. We hit the essence. Yeah. (laughs) We hit the essence of the lesson and then we go, well, that's dumb. (laughs) We interpret a lot. Yeah, <laughs> we have a yeah, we have a wide berth of interpretation. But that also there's a spectrum of understanding. Spectrum, a spectrum, <laughs> yes. a spectrum. But it also keeps it interesting for us, right? Yes. Because yeah. when we started this troop, we said it has to work for us. Yeah, first, because if it's not working for us, then the kids are going to get it. Right. Then we're not engaged, and then they're not going to be engaged. That's right. It's got to work for us. So we look at these badges and go, not again. I can't (laughs) do this again. Let's do something different. How do we do that, but not that? That adjacent. Right. You know, to get the gist of it. And then it's. I mean, it works. They're here. It works. They're here. They keep coming back. They're learning. And they will tell us if they don't like what we're doing. They are very open with us. True. Um, And we make them do it anyway. And they're all the better for it. (laughs) I think so. Yeah. It's been a great journey. It has been a really great journey. Yeah. I'm going to be really sad. I am too. When it ends. We need to go somewhere to like a sound bath place so we can just sob. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No one will hear. (laughs) I actually have to say, so when we did this year's bridging ceremony and we were really not on our game. No. I was so glad. I don't think I could have handled it if we were really... Uh, if we were really focused on the fact that it is their last year mm-hmm. and that they're about to leave. Like when I think about it, I get really like, oh God, I'm not ready. Right. Um, so I'm glad it was a little less top of our game this year. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever order the badges for that? No, because we haven't done the stupid vest check because no one remembers. Oh, their, that's, that's right. I'm still that's waiting right, for. So. I can't find Isla's vest. I have like Four years worth of patches I haven't put on her vest. I hate the front sewing. I hate sewing patches on a vest. It is so annoying. I hate it. I actually just, yeah, Lily has a bunch on the back that I'm like. I hate it. And we have more. I think we should go pick up. Oh, my God. I'm like, really? That's the worst part. Why can't they just like, I don't know, stick on? Yeah, I don't know. The front ones do, actually. The actual Girl Scout badges have the sticky stuff that you can just iron on. But does it stay? No. 60% of the time. Yeah, no. It doesn't stay. It stinks. Well, it's been so much fun to do it with you, Kathy. Yeah. I'm really glad we did this. Me too. The whole thing. All 13 years. Yeah. It's been great. Soon to be 15. (laughs) I know. We're a good team. We are a good team. Yeah. We are a really good team. I think we Kirsten too. Kirsten too. Great team. Slacker. I know, right? (laughs) She said, well, I don't know if you need me for this meeting because I haven't even done the badge yet. No, I don't know. You guys did it together. Whatever. Now we can make fun of her. 100%. I mean, that's what she gets. I know, right? Seriously. That's what you get. Yep. Well, thanks for doing it. Of course. Appreciate thanks for, it. you know, coming up with these rogue ideas. I know, right? <laughs> yes. uh, don't you love that we go rogue? 
I do. I actually don't know that I could have done this for this long without going rogue. Yeah. No. Like it is uh, mind numbing. Yeah. And it makes me sad mm -hmm. that this is what's going on. It makes me sad too. I mean, sorry, Girl Scouts of America to trash talk a little bit, but it does make me sad that that's how I feel, that I'm yeah. excited to be here, that I'm engaged, that I'm committed. And I look at the steps and I go, God, really? Yeah. And that it's just lacking in creativity. It's so linear. And, uh, and, and, I thought Girl Scouts, when we started, was far more broad. It used to be. When I was in it as a little girl, it was very different mm -hmm. than it is now. And it makes me sad that this is the place they're going. Right. It's so watered down. And I'm like, you have, you have so much potential mm -hmm. to reach girls, and you're not. And I mean... It is such a rarity to have girls in high school and Girl Scouts, Yeah, right? Like yeah. that's uh, virtually non-existent, it yeah. feels like. So I don't know. So they should look at that and say, they why? They should look at that. Yeah. Why? Oh, because they've done the same thing they've done every other year from the beginning. They start losing interest, I think, in middle school. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a reason for that. They yeah. have to make it more engaging. And I think we've been able to take what they do, want done and figure out a way to make it fun. Yeah. We also interspersed meetings with like um, things that meant something to them. Like every year we uh, have a charity that we shop for for Christmas. They have dues every year and we take all their dues and purchase um, things for this fundraiser every year. And I think that's something they that keeps them connected that they really mm -hmm. enjoy. And there's no badge for that. Yeah. Uh, it's just part of being that's what they want to do they have chosen to take their money and use it that way altruistic was the wrong word my brain farted but you know <laughs> what i mean to be that way to just be good and volunteer and give mm -hmm. and be charitable we have had a cookie exchange every year mm -hmm. uh where they each make like two dozen cookies and then exchange them and everybody takes cookies home and from the very beginning that's been a huge event for them and you'd think that'd be silly and they'd grow out of it. No, no, no. Oh, Even God, no. Georgia's girls all yeah. the way through. They love it. They love that. That was something that we just started. Like, it's our very own troop tradition. It is. Um, no badge. No. That's, no, no. I think that's a mistake, too, that people it's probably It's just a make. connection. Like, mm -hmm. I think that's the other thing is we've worked really hard to make these girls feel like a group. Yep. So that they are connected to one another. Yep. And I think that makes a huge difference. It does. We always sniff out some riffraff. Mm -hmm. And we never single people out, but we will talk to the whole group when yep. there's some riffraff going on. Absolutely. And, and lay it out. This is not the way this is going to work. We don't allow riffraff. No. But they recalibrate pretty well. You know, they'll recalibrate and they'll, they hear it and they adjust. And we even will separate, you know. Uh -huh. They won't know it. They won't know what's happening. But we'll be like, you know what? Here's the groups today. And, and separate them out. And yeah. it forces those people to connect with the people they weren't connected with before. Um, girls will be girls mm -hmm. and they can be catty. Yeah. Um, so to just have a zero tolerance for that has been really successful for us in making this a group. I think it also makes them feel really safe. Mm -hmm. 
right? Because anytime it comes up, we do snuff it out immediately. And I think it's almost like a test. Like, are you guys still going to hold us to this line? Yeah, we are. Yep. Okay. That's all I need to know. And we're good again. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Zero tolerance. I think that that is one of the things I love most that Mm -hmm. we did with this troop. Me too. Is we were very conscious about making sure that it was a safe place for everyone. And I think it really is. I think it is too. I think everybody there feels safe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm really proud of the whole thing. I'm proud that uh, the girls, every once in a while, I'll see them talking about something that we've done camping, building a shelter, yeah. digging a hole and yeah. going to the bathroom in it. And uh, it is amazing, right? How they pop up with these memories. And I'm like, oh my God, we did do that. Yep. Like they have so much that they've done together, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. It's very cool. Yeah, it is very cool. Okay, so we'll start planning our 15-year fall apart (laughs) sound bath. (laughs) It's going to be a wreck. It's going to be awful. Oh, my God. It's going to be awful. It is. Well, thank you for the journey. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad we did it. Or are doing it. I know it's not done yet. It's not done yet. Not done yet. (laughs) Three more years. Three more years. Three more years. Yep. We got this. We got it. I think that we should get together and try them all to see. For a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. You could turn $10 into $250. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/fan and use code FAN. That's code FAN at prizepicks.com/fan. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details.